Hello, welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varley, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And today we are back in the podcast studio. I've got three special guests with me that I've kind of uh, known for quite some time here. I say quite some time because the past year feels like the last 10 years almost with this pandemic. I, I think we could all agree, but I've got Grace Lynch, Patty and Mark Weber, the co-founders, tri-founders. It should be tri-founders, right? Is that a word? Is that a term? Tri-founders. If it's, it wasn't, it is now. The tri-founders <laughs> of the Charlotte Pancreatic Cancer Alliance. Thank you guys for joining me here on the Project Purple Podcast. Thank you for having us. So full disclosure, I know I, I in my opening there, I said we, we've known each other for some time. You know, it's it funny. The other day, I was looking back at emails for some reason, and I think it was almost a year, I think it was like early March that you guys had invited me onto a Zoom that you guys were doing. I think it was right around early March. Um, it was like right when the pandemic, I think we had just gone into lockdown. Um, it's it's fascinating, like we're, we're turning these, we're, we're hitting these benchmarks, I guess, mm -hmm. but so it was a year where you guys invite, it's been a year since you guys invited me onto your Zoom. You guys were launching, you guys were talking about all things pancreatic cancer, doing great things in the Charlotte area, which we're going to talk about. Um, but this past year, we've gotten to know each other via social media. You guys have supported our events. We've seen, uh, we've retweeted stuff and supporting each other across social media channels. But it just seems like this past year with the pandemic is like ten years. So uh, no doubt about it. And <laughs> you know, back a year ago, I don't know that I had ever been on a Zoom before. So we fast forward to 2021, and I live life on Zoom, and all of us do. So yeah, it's a COVID time. It's a particular time, but it is good to be with you again. Well, thank you guys for making the time. So as we always do with our guests is the first, you know, typically segment of the podcast is always our guest opportunity to share their background. And I always tell our guests, you can go as far back or stay as high level as you want. There's three of you. So I'm sure you guys talked about this before who goes first. And with that, I'll pass the mic over uh, to the, the tri-founders of the Charlotte Pancreatic Cancer Alliance. All right, well, with that note, I'll go ahead and I'll go first. Um, so a little bit of my story. I always feel like it's good to know where someone's come from so that you get a, an idea of, of why they're in the place that they're at now. So for me, as far as my journey with pancreatic cancer, um, my beautiful niece, Carmen, um, had was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and she passed away. It will be 20 years this November. And, you know, Carmen, and, and I'm not sure if a, this will just be for your listeners or if you'll have viewers as well, but, you know, I always wear her necklace when I do things like this. Um, this helps me keep grounded and helps me remember why I do what I do. And me and Carmen were about two years apart in age. I was her aunt, but she was the closest thing that I had to um, to be a sister um, for a girl growing up with four older brothers. So, uh, you know, my time with her was always very special. And, you know, in, in terms of losing her to this disease, I made a promise to her daughter 
then I would always um, help her to remember how young and beautiful and vibrant that her mother was. And so that has been what's always been in the back of my mind. Everything that I do, I'm going to honor that promise. I'm going to keep her memory alive. And I want her to be proud of the work that I've done. Um, and, and really, that kind of helped lead me to join Mark and Patty. We formed the Charlotte Pancreatic Cancer Alliance just a year ago. And I will jump in. <laughs> um, I'm Patty Weber, uh, one of the other Fry uh, founders. And my story kind of goes back to also to my childhood. I am one of five kids. And my parents were very actively involved in my education and my life uh, growing up. We were very competitive. We're all competitive uh, collegiate swimmers. And uh, very, you know, always looking for another way to solve a problem. So when I heard the words pancreatic cancer, it was in 2004 when my dad gave me a call to let me know of his diagnosis. And he was determined uh, because family meant so much to him and trying to solve something a different way also meant uh, so much to him. So he was determined to participate in clinical trials and really give an advancement to the outcome of pancreatic cancer, um, not just for himself, but for our whole family. Um, um, so that really is what got me involved. He wanted to raise awareness. He wanted to change the outcome and was focused on technology and research and uh, finding solutions. And I have dedicated my life to solving not only uh, my you know, in my day-to-day -day job is trying to solve things a different way as an entrepreneur, but also in life in general and as it applies to pancreatic cancer. I guess that leaves so, you, Mark. That leaves me. So for your, uh, for your listeners and followers, so Patty and I share the last name because we are husband and wife. Um, so we, uh, I'm delighted to, uh, to be able to call Patty my wife. And so what's interesting, right? I was there for the journey with Patty when her dad, who was like a second father to me, was diagnosed. Um, little did I know that my mom would be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer a few years later. So the Weber family has been touched now on both sides. Um, my mom was a nurse. And not only was she a nurse, but she was a lively nurse. She was known for being full of life, for being full of laughter. And she had a special gift for bringing humor and warmth into her care in the healthcare industry. And so she left a, a wonderful mark on the patients that she served. Um, so she passed away from her battle with pancreatic cancer uh, within five months of diagnosis. And my mom was someone who always believed in being a trailblazer. And she uh, she left a mark on me. She changed lives through healthcare, and I decided to keep her legacy alive by putting my own focus on healthcare and being able to um, to deal with the challenge of creating awareness for pancreatic cancer. So uh, the Weber family has been hit twice, and we're really working hard uh, to bring that experience and put it to good use. People who are loved ones' memories alive. Well, thank you guys, first of all, for sharing your stories. I know that's never easy, um, you know, no matter how long it's been. I mean, I, I know for me, it's a, it's always a, a difficult task to, you know, share an, an awful time in, in our lives, right? Um, but it, it's it's inspiring to have you guys 
helping others and coming together. And, and I've always said here and, and in this space, you know, there's strength in numbers. And, and we see that, you know, across not just pancreatic cancer, but in many diseases where people come together that are so like-minded. So my next question for you guys is, how did you guys all meet? Because, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. I, I'm always kind of fascinated how people get to certain places in, in some ways, because like we're, we're all on these separate journeys. Now, naturally, Mark and Patty, you guys were married. Uh, so that's how you guys met. And we won't go down that road. Or if you'd like, we could, we could talk about where you guys met. Uh, was it high school, college? No, I'm only kidding. Uh, but how did you guys come together? Um, you know, and, 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 you know, find this this bond or this this unity of pancreatic cancer. I kind of remember distinctly meeting Grace for the first time at um, a meeting as we were organizing for Purple Stride Charlotte. It, um, so we didn't actually meet at the first walk, the inaugural walk in twenty. 12. Um, that was soon after my mother-in-law passed away, but not too so, uh, far after that, we went to a, an event and a meeting and got to get involved. And over the years, we just uh, kind of built a really strong um, bond between the three of us because we're so passionate about what we do. And we are so dedicated to making sure we try um, to, you know, think outside the box always and try new things. And as, um, you know, our involvement with Purple Stride uh, expanded and on other means, um, I was in charge of teams. Grace was in charge of the events. Mark was in charge of media. Uh, when you work that close together, um, planning such a big thing, uh, you get to know each other really well. <laughs> and for those not familiar with Purple Stride, that is the signature fundraising event for the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. So the three of us spent a lot of time uh, doing fundraising and other awareness events for that organization. Awesome. And they're, they're a great partner of ours uh, and of yours because you guys are now in the World Pancreatic Cancer Coalition. I mean, if you look at the space, uh, they're one of the largest groups, if not the largest. Uh, we won't debate that here, but uh, you know, depending on, on, uh, on what you look at, I guess, in terms of fundraising or staffing or you know, reach and stuff. But and regardless, uh, they're one of the largest groups in the space and do a great job. So question though, that just you know, I'm looking at the timelines though. So Grace, you said you, now it's, it's been 20 years um, since you lost your niece, Patty. I, I think I had a note here. Your dad was around 2004 and Mark, I don't have a note on when your mom had passed, but for Patty and Grace, were you guys engaged early on with other groups? Because you guys said you met in Charlotte in 2012. So before that, were you guys advocating and doing things? Um, and then just, you know, things happen. I say kind of like this perfect storm, you guys meet in 12 and then the rest is history, as they say. So were you guys actively involved or families actively involved before that? So for me, um, you know, my niece, she passed away in 2001. At that point, we knew very little about pancreatic cancer. Um, you know, we, we had our purple ribbons and, and we tried to, to soak up what knowledge we could, but it was, um, you know, it was all it was just all so new and, and kind of hard to find, right? So uh, I would say after 2001, it was one of those things, how do I honor this promise? Um, and, and really, I was not active with any particular organization at that time. Fast forward to about 
and 11, uh, I, I decide, you know what? It's time to get healthy. I got to start running. I don't know what people see in this whole running thing because I've never been a runner except for PE class in high school when they force you to run. I thought, you know what? I'm going to sign up for a 5K and I'm going to either hate it or I'm going to love it. Um, I signed up for some random 5K and after a couple of months of realizing, I think I can actually do this. I thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice to run for a cause? And so the first thing that came to mind was pancreatic cancer. And that happened to be the uh, inaugural year for Purple Stride in Charlotte. So I signed up and, and I think it kind of speaks to my nature as well as to Mark and Patty's. When we do something, we tend to jump in. So that year I, you know, I jumped in, I ran a 5k, I ended up being the number two fundraiser um, in, for their inaugural year. And that was really the beginning of my work as far as volunteer work uh, for pancreatic cancer. And every year I found myself doing a little bit more and a little bit more and was eventually asked to lead um, that event. Wow. It's crazy how yeah. that inclination to just get out and run. I mean, I, I, like the hair on the back of my neck stood up a little bit, just hearing you tell that story, because, you know, what if you didn't, you know, you didn't have that inclination to get healthy or to get moving and get motivated. And then, you know, you look back and it's like a tipping point, right? Like that was the tip that started all this, which is so cool. So it's just awesome. So that, that was our beginning. That was really my family's beginning that first year. I thought, well, I don't necessarily want to invite them to North Carolina, but I want them to know what I'm doing. I didn't want them to feel obligated. They all came. They, um, you know, the next year we had our team, we had our matching shirts, we raised more money. The next year we raised even more money. And it was just one of those things that really, you know, we, we've got that nature to hustle and we wanted to hustle for my niece and we want to hustle for the cause to make a difference. It's awesome. So awesome. Yeah. And for me, it was, you know, yes, 2004 was a, the diagnosis for my dad. Um, he actually passed away on our, Mark's and my uh, son's fifth birthday. So I had a, we had spent the last couple months taking care of, uh, drove up to Wisconsin, spent the whole summer with my parents and, and the kids in tow. So uh, five and and seven-year-old uh, with, you know, totes, uh, Rubbermaid totes of toys, whatever could fit in the minivan to drive up there um, and spend that time with him with, you know, having my sons and my daughter sitting on his lap watching um, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers play and learning baseball and everything else with him. And, um, you know, and after he passed away, like I said, on our, our son's birthday, I really, you know, was focused on family at that time. I, you know, I really wanted to do something, especially since I was the primary caregiver uh, during those last couple of months and with, of course, my mother. And so I wanted to do something, but obviously life kind of got in the way with the kids and with their activities and with starting up our first business together. And so a lot of things um, happened. And then obviously, as Mark has already mentioned, you know, when lightning struck our family the second time and we heard that news and we heard what was going on and even before we heard the diagnosis we knew exactly what was what was happening and since i had been both of us had been very actively involved in the care uh, um, and did tons of research 
and knew what, you know, looked into nutrition, looked into clinical trials, looked into every possible things that, you know, again, education, educating ourselves and, and information was hard to get. And, um, you had doctors telling, you know, my dad, one thing, and we're like, no, we're going to fly you out to, you know, Stanford and you're, you know, we're going to do, you know, clinical trial out there and, um, really get involved. But, you know, it wasn't until the second lightning strike, um, that we actively, and it was within probably a month, um, of Mark's mom's passing when the inaugural walk happened. And Mark happened to, you know, stumble upon finding that walk. And we hurried up and got t-shirts for our family and started fundraising. Um, but really just trying to figure out what was this all about. Thanks for sharing. I mean, it's a, it's another story, like just hearing, you know, you talk about that and, you know, I, going to say something. It's so powerful to hear because as you all know, how debilitating this disease is. And for our listeners that have gone through this, probably understand that, right? Like it, it's like, it zaps everything out of you as a caregiver, watching someone that you love and you care about go through it. Right. And then it's just like, okay, so like to, to, find something to have such a positive outlet and then to continue to grow that and get people involved and to help others is just really, really special. So it's just awesome to hear both stories on how you guys got going and, and stay engaged and grew and grew and grew. So let's talk about where you guys have gone um, and talk about the Charlotte Pancreatic Cancer Alliance. First of all, what is it for our listeners at home? We know it's in Charlotte, but <laughs> what are you guys doing? Grace, you want to take it okay. away? Oh, I was going to see who wants to take it. <laughs> so, so Charlotte Pancreatic Cancer Alliance, we, um, we started officially January 1, 2020, um, the three of us, and we decided that we wanted to find a way to use our talents and our experience um, in the nonprofit sector, as well as our corporate experience to raise awareness for this disease and to have that focus go on year round. One of our hashtags you'll see is 365 and the 704. We want to raise awareness 365 days a year. Um, I so value the time that I was able to spend uh, helping to lead a fundraising walk. And I wanted to take that to another level to where instead of putting my energy into something, a lot of energy into one day, what can I do to, to do something every day of the year? Um, and for that whole sense of community has become really important to me, especially over the last few years. Like, what can I do to be sure I'm making a difference and starting in my own backyard, in my local community, and to do it year round? Because at the end of the day, what makes a big, the biggest difference with this disease is research and research takes money and you get research done. Part of that is raising awareness. People need to know what's going on with this disease. Uh, we find it interesting, you know, Patty and Grace and I talked when we were forming the group, you know, we've never been more connected in, in our world, right? Everybody has a smartphone in hand, but yet the average person walking the street, and I don't care if it's Charlotte or it's, Boston, the average person knows nothing about pancreatic cancer. 
And so we feel that for significant progress to happen with that research that Grace is talking about, you've got to increase awareness. And I think we did a great job in Charlotte in increasing awareness every September with Purple Stride Charlotte. And November comes around and we do a really good job um, across the world holding hands on World Pancreatic Cancer Day. But to Grace's point, two days of the year is not nearly enough to create awareness. So in our own little world, we said, look, we are going to do our part each and every day, 365 days of the year to, to, to work on chipping away at creating awareness. And that's really what we're, we're passionate about doing. Yeah. I, and as Mark, I'm sorry, go, no, I was going to say, as I was going to say, as Mark was saying, you know, with how much we use our cell phones, you know, it's amazing that, you know, as we're talking, whether it's for business or just, you know, neighborhood people are, you know, literally met new neighbors across the street a couple of years ago. And the father, the, you know, the uh, dad of the neighbor happened to be just diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. What are the odds? But they didn't know anything. They didn't know anything about pancreatic cancer. Knew, had no idea that there were clinical trials to look at. There were, didn't, you know, couldn't, you know, they just were lost as to what to do. And they, you know, and so us, you know, using, amplifying our voices and using our message to tell the story and make sure that the next neighbor who moves across the street from me knows what pancreatic cancer is. And not because their family has been infected by it, because we've talked about it enough. So they're aware of what's going on, even if they personally haven't been touched. And that's awareness. Right. So, and, and so to, I was jumping in there, Patty, before you, uh, I, rudely, I apologize for that. Uh, you know, that what you guys said is just so on point though, with awareness, like we changed all this, right? Like we changed the, you changed the landscape, we changed the ball game and, you know, Grace, you said money and we, it, that's huge, right? Like this disease is the, the most underfunded of all the major cancers. Like you look statistically, you break down. I mean, I've got all the data. I mean, it's it's public knowledge. I mean, the NIH only, it's, it's less than 2% of the overall budget. You know, breast cancer gets 680 million, which it should. My mom's a two-time breast cancer survivor. I'm not saying anything bad about breast cancer, but, you know, pancreatic cancer is projected to become the number two killer, only gets like 150 million from the NIH. Um, you look at the private sector, you look at this space as a whole, if you combine all the groups, I don't think collectively, you know, we raise over 200 million. You know, if you look at breast cancer and you take the top six groups just in breast cancer, I did this analysis two years ago. They rate the top six breast cancer groups in the United States raised over a billion dollars. You know, you take all the groups in the PC space, you know, collectively, we don't even raise over 200 million private sector, right? Or public and private charities that are, that have 990s out there. So yeah, it's it, it just, the awareness is just so, so critical. Um, but with that, you know, we'll get the funding, right? I mean, that that's when you come. And, and I think that, you know, we have a saying, we have a lot of sayings here, but I've said this to, to many donors is like, this is the disease that when you have the ability to support it, you have the ability to help raise awareness, you have the monetary ability to help fund research is when you want to do it. Because the time when you need it, you better hope that a lot of work has been done prior to, because 
you, there may not be anything for you because of the lack of funding and the lack of research that's being done. So it is really critical that we message that and we amplify. And, you know, I, I love what you guys said, you know, about the, uh, the awareness. I, I do feel, you know, we get that one day in November, if we have events throughout the year, we get those one days to be, but like those are kind of hard because life, as we know, especially with this pandemic, you know, everything's been canceled, right? All of our events have gone virtual. So now we're competing with everyone's virtual events and like everyone's stuck at home and, you know, how many virtual events can you do? So, you know, this year it's even more of a heightened awareness or, you know, I wouldn't say pressure. I don't like to use that word, but you know, there's more of a sense of urgency, I guess, right? Because we're, there's not really a day for an event, you know, quite possibly, but then we have this one day, but I always feel, and I remember saying this early on, like every day should be World Pancreatic Cancer Day, right? Until we make substantial progress. Why can't we, why can't we make that a thing, right? We should make every day World Pancreatic <laughs> Cancer Day. I vote for and and the Charlotte Pancreatic Cancer Alliance people are nodding their head I'm just joking yes. that every day is <laughs> yeah. World Pancreatic Cancer Day. No, um, we, we agree with that. And so what's interesting about that, right, is when we talk about awareness and you know you talk about other cancer causes. What Patty and Grace and I really believe is that collaboration is really critical uh, at any point in time, but especially during this time of COVID. And so it's really interesting to see um, the fruits of collaboration with other causes. And we see an opportunity when we talk about, let's say here in Charlotte and our territory about every day. Well, right. While we had previously been involved with, you know, a singular event, Purple Stride, you know, Project Purple is doing things that we can bring to the market here in Charlotte. Um, let's win PC and their sponsorship, um, with others for, um, for paint chat every month. What we are really seeing is that if we can serve as a conduit to help all members of the pancreatic cancer community have visibility here in Charlotte, all of a sudden the work about having something to bring forth to the greater community each and every day, it becomes a lot easier. So it's really interesting for us to see this collaboration weave that we can bring to the table um, to really help bring awareness. And, and it's, it's working really diligently to think instead of in silos, to be very welcoming and embracing of the entire community. And that has really helped, uh, I think, to uh, bring greater awareness to Charlotte. And, uh, and it also brings a little bit of something for every flavor out there. Some people love to run a 5K like Grace did. Other people like to get on a Peloton. Other people like to do advocacy. So being able to serve up things that to meet people where their interests are we think has been really helpful and is important to create awareness. So Mark and, and, and Grace and Patty then is, and this is my next question and you may have answered it, Mark, but so what is the main goal of the Alliance? Is it to do that? What you just explained? The, the main goal, if you look at the overarching goal, it is to take awareness to a whole nother level um, and we see that our ability right now is to impact that on a local level in the greater area, but it is collaboration that we feel that we can best achieve that. So the goal is really how do we foster higher, more strategic levels of collaboration that can meet the end goal of an outcome of greater awareness. 
Right. And if you think about what happened in this last year with, you know, the, the advances in vaccines and to be able to bring a vaccine to market so quickly. Now, if we could put a spotlight and put all that money and energy on solving pancreatic cancer, we've talked to researchers, we've talked to doctors. They're like the work they're doing right now for pancreatic cancer. If they were able to have that money and spotlight on them, it does their what they're solving right now does not is not just applicable to pancreatic cancer. It would solve a lot of different cancers. So if we could just say, okay, now let's change that funding over here and let's focus on it, we could solve one cancer after another by really putting a spotlight out there. And the only way we can do that is by raising our voices and and addressing the need and saying, yep, let's take World Pancreatic Cancer Day every single day and let's solve it and move on. Yeah, we, we need, um, you know, and, and I always feel like, so if we look at examples, right, like people always bring up breast cancer, how they made those strides. But if you just look, like you said, Patty, in the last year, and, and I think COVID's a great one. You can look at other movements. I, I like to look at all of them and see like, you know, how did BLM, as an example, raise the money they raised? How did the politicians raise the money they raised? Not that we want to incite anyone. Um, and I'm not saying that for either cause, uh, but like, you know, how do we get to that level where you saw the success um, and raising the awareness and raising the funds. Um, it's it's a kind of a fascinating, I mean, I think there's more and more data coming out as this thing prolongs. And also with COVID, I mean, you know, we're starting to see more of the data that supports all this stuff. And that's what we kind of have to do is create that groundswell for pancreatic cancer as well. Question for you here. This seems like a, you guys are doing a lot. This is a lot. This is a full-time job. Are you guys volunteers? Are you guys doing this, you know, full-time? I mean, I, I say full-time here in air quotes. We all do this full-time, right? But do we, is it really, you know, people at home listening go, oh, it's full-time, like you're getting paid. So are you guys, your guys are volunteering here, I would assume? I shouldn't assume. Yeah. So Grace said it beautifully at the start. Um, we are hustlers and we're hustlers <laughs> in a good way. Um, so, you know, what's interesting for, for your viewers and listeners to understand is we actually, um, we came together volunteering, um, as we shared our earlier stories, we also work together in the for-profit world. So we all run a, a boutique management consulting company in Charlotte, but then I would tell you because we are hustlers and because we're passionate about this cause, um, we're volunteers and it, and it really is a second full-time job for us. Uh, it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, when now we're working 80 hours. For us, um, we, it, it's a it's a labor of love. And I know that sounds corny, but it really is what it is. And to do what we do, we do work hard to to build collaborative relationships with others. So it's, you know, it's the three of us are kind of the quarterbacks, but we're definitely busy enlisting others to to help us and and uh, and to create that groundswell of awareness. Well, I like to always say, if you love what you do, and you know, as on you, I think Grace mentioned as entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurs, you got to love what you do, or else you're not going to do it for very long, right? So, if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work, right? Like it's just it, like right. you just do it. And if it's eighty hours, it's one hundred and twenty hours. Um, you just you you don't it doesn't bother you. Well, thank you guys um, for doing that because I, I don't know how many people. 
you know, would want to take that mission on and, and you know, do it. So it, it, it means that much more for all the work and the awareness that you guys are generating in Charlotte and beyond, because I see the stuff on social media being shared. I know you guys are focusing on Charlotte, but I don't know if anyone's told you this or if you guys have thought about this, but, you know, that amplification, especially as Patty said, over the last year, you know, where everyone's on social, everyone's, you know, we're all in this community, but what you guys are doing there in Charlotte is kind of being amplified. You know, if you had like this huge flashlight, you know, beyond, well beyond the borders of, you know, Charlotte and, you know, forward to the other parts of the country um, with what you guys are doing on social. So thank you guys for taking the time and having the energy to do what you're doing. My next question is, where do you guys see yourself in the next five and 10 years? And I don't know who wants to answer that. I think Grace is the perfect person for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you, you just that kind of it. put that we one in there. All the hardest questions to answer. <laughs> so, um, so the, for the next five to 10 years, you know, I would say it really does go back to what is our end goal? Our end goal is to, to raise awareness so that we can make a difference in terms of research getting accomplished, research dollars. Let's get closer to finding a means of early detection and cure. It all happens with research. So I definitely see us um, continuing to raise awareness. I think within the next five to 10 years, it will be on a different, a different scale. Um, we will definitely have deeper relationships, not just within our, our community, um, as far as individuals in our community, but those corporate relationships, those healthcare relationships, that all leads to, um, to more awareness and to more research. And I think that really is, is key for us. Um, I, I also see us, we are currently a community group. Um, I do see us within the next five to 10 years, definitely having 501c3 status um, and definitely see us entering that world because we do have that experience um, as far as back into fundraising. All right. So I got. Would y'all like to add anything to that? Well, the only thing I would add is, you know, getting back to what we talked about collaboration. Um, and Grace hit something important, and that is, um, you know, building relationships with corporations, right? We're, we're a growing city. We're one of the fastest growing cities in the U.S. Today, we don't have a lot of big corporate headquarters support here in Charlotte. And I think a lot of cities across the U.S. have that same challenge. And if, when we look on the research side, you know, just this year, right, that the Yale Pancreatic Cancer Collaborative has been created. Um, the Breakthrough Cancer Foundation uh, collaborative effort um, with five different research institutes. We would like to see that we as a Charlotte group can harness our connectivity in the Charlotte ecosystem to help bring together what we think are going to be some groundbreaking collaborative um, endeavors similar to what we're seeing with the two that I just mentioned about. We think we've got the passion and the right connectivity here in Charlotte to help fuel that. And so we really see going beyond what we're doing with social media, which is very important and it's positive, but being able to take that to a whole nother strategic level. So a question just came up. 
and I'm taking notes here feverishly. I've got a whole page of notes here. So in your day jobs, you guys are consultants, you're management consultants, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So then, and I don't know who wants to take this. I'll pick on Mark since he spoke last. I'm a CEO of a large organization in Charlotte. We employ 5,000 employees. We're listed on the, the NASDAQ. We're like a mid-cap company. Why should I get involved? Sell me. Yeah. So you should get involved for a number of different reasons. One, um, your employees are looking for ways to get involved in meaningful ways. Um, and your employees are looking to get involved in ways that are truly um, oftentimes differentiated, right? So getting involved with this cause is a differentiated cause. It's a way for you in a market where every cancer is important. Here's a cancer that really truly needs support. And you can stand apart from the crowd by putting your efforts here. Um, the other things, if you look at what you mentioned earlier about the trajectory, um, unfortunately, of where pancreatic cancer is going to be ranking, it seemed to be the, the number two um, cause of cancer-related death in the U.S., it is going to be impacting Ms. CS CEO more and more of your employees. Um, get involved now. And for those companies that are really about innovation and standing apart from the crowd and really trying to materially and significantly use their influence to change the outcome in some sector of our society, this is a fantastic opportunity to tap into that and make a difference and stand apart from the crowd. So it allows a great high level of important differentiation. I love it. Uh, make sure I'm going to go listen to that again and, and take down <laughs> more notes. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got two things left for you. Um, first one, and this is the hardest one, is, and I'd love to go through uh, the three. And th this is a question, if you've listened to the podcast before, we, we always ask um, at the end with most of our guests is, in your, for all three of you, in your own personal experience, what's your definition of pancreatic cancer? And I'll go to, we'll go Grace first, and then Patty, then Mark, ladies first. So Grace, you spoke first, so that's why I'm just going in the order that we started the podcast. So what is your definition of pancreatic cancer? It's individual to you. There's no right or wrong. How do you define it? My definition of pancreatic cancer is... Um, is something something that is just simply horrible and evil and I want no family to have to go through any of the loss that my family has gone through plain and simple it is something that I want to fight and I want to battle and I want to win Patty Wow you really throw a tough question out there um, pancreatic cancer it is something that when my grandchildren are my age that they will never have to hear about ever again so I want this to be done and I am dedicated as our family is dedicated our kids have fought along right along with us they've gone every walk they've volunteered in that social media tent they've done everything and I want when their kids are grown that they never have to hear about pancreatic cancer. Awesome. Mark? For me, uh, pancreatic cancer 
is The Stranger Next Door. Um, it is, we don't know about The Stranger. We're not familiar with The Stranger, but we need to understand that not knowing doesn't mean that it's not there. And we are better prepared to deal with the strangers in our lives when we know who the stranger is. So we need to get familiar with who the stranger is and not let the stranger be next door and not know anything about the stranger. Awesome. So powerful, all three. Uh, I really appreciate you guys uh, giving an honest uh, and off-the-cuff answer. I know that that's a hard question. That's why we usually save it for last. Um, and there's no right or wrong to it. Uh, you know, it's, it's really personal interpretation. And, and you know, it's, it's just fascinating to hear people's response. And, and I love just sharing that with our audience. Uh, last question for you guys, or last thing for you guys. Uh, if someone heard something, maybe they're in the Charlotte area, maybe they're somewhere else around the country, love what they're hearing today, and they want to reach out to you guys, where's the best place for them to do that? I know we talked a little bit about social media. There's a website. Where's the best place for people to connect with you? The very best place is to start with our website. You'll you'll find some great information, including some downloadable uh, information about us. But just as importantly, because we are the kings and queens of social media, you're going to find all of the pathways to get social with us. Uh, so charlottepcalliance.org. Again, Charlotte PC, short for pancreatic cancer, charlottepcalliance.org. Awesome. Well, Grace, Patty, and Mark, thank you for coming on the Project Purple podcast and sharing all the great things you guys are doing. Thank you, first of all, for doing what you guys are doing. As I said before, it it's really inspirational for us here at Project Purple and hopefully for our community and for those listening. It's been an honor to have you guys on to talk about all the great things you guys are doing. And I look forward to seeing you guys grow and continue to collaborate and build upon what you guys have already built. Well, and thank you for what you do and for giving us this platform. So you're doing a, a phenomenal job in your own way of increasing awareness and having that beacon throughout the U.S. and beyond. So thank you, Dino. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. If you like what you hear today, please feel free to share this episode, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, and until next time, please be safe. That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. Mm-hmm.